get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 401. And we're going to be talking about that PlayStation Direct that happened earlier. The PlayStation Showcase. They all have different vernacular on how they're describing them now. And what's the difference between a showcase and a state of play and a direct and... I, I don't know anymore. They're just words know. where they present us things, okay? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. If someone knows, then tell us, because to me, it's all the same. Yeah, and we're going to check in on the Fantasy Critic, because there has been some moving and shaking this week, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to talk about that. But before we do so, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good. I'm sorry. I had to dip out during the intro because I looked out the window to close it yes. so that it's not noisy in here. Yes. And Pascal put out his little nursery of Aww. little seedling and plants, Aww. and the cat had his entire body <laughs> crushing in, in the tree, crushing <laughs> every one of our plants. So I just got up and scooped him up and brought him in. I am this fucking cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I mean, animals may be the topic of the cast because uh, Gibson just discovered um, balls today. We bu- And apparently he's also discovered the doorstop. Um, so, yeah, if you hear squeaking, it's because we gave him like one of those orange chuck it balls. And then one of those balls that have like the little like it almost looks a short and stumpy cush ball, but like easier for their teeth. But it squeaks. So if there's a racket during the podcast, it's my fault. I apologize. Joelle, how are you, my dear? Hello, I am great. Excellent. All right, let's get through some housekeeping before the crew check in. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. Gibson, no. Okay. A rudely uh, 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 disturbed there by the dog. Um, also, if you want to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going by, to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Gibson, you're not part of this show, my love. You need to get down. It's honorary. honorary. <laughs> honorary member of the show right yeah. now. See? Oh my See? goodness. Oh my goodness is right. Uh, Catherine, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> oh, I finally left the house. Now that I feel better after dealing with this flu, cold, whatever it was. Um, saw a friend and went on a terrace because the weather is gorgeous right down in Montreal. Sunny, not too hot, not too humid. So, uh, Excellent. We, yeah, went to the... She lives in the downtown area, so we went to the Burgundy Pub. They have a nice terrace on Notre Dame, and they do. Yeah, that's a uh, that's about it. Other than that, getting ready for a shadow weekend this weekend. Ooh, nice! Uh, I took every Friday off in June, only four day week for this bitch. So nice. uh, kicking it off with a three day in a shadow with some friends, mm-hmm. and uh, which reminds me, my friend is going to do a one shot of 
a Pathfinder game, I need to log into Roll20 and pick my character. Ooh! But, that'll be fun. Bork. Bork, bork. 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 Yeah. He's not trained like Bowie yet, so like he's going to make his appearance. He's going to become the star of every episode and all my I, work Zoom meetings, and there you go. I think the absolute tragedy is this is an audio-only podcast, and people <laughs> will hear Gibson, but Joel and I get to see I Gibson. <laughs> I'm so blessed. <laughs> How about you, Joel? What have you been up to this week, Manera? Uh Things have been pretty busy uh, for me, but the weather lately um, in Minnesota has been gorgeous. So I was able to, I really like riding my road bike, and I have like a kind of a fancier road <clears throat> bike where I clip in. Um, mm-hmm. So my feet are attached to my pedals. Uh, ah. And so I was able to kind of get out and get on the bike, which I which I love. But I did I did a very um, big uh, rider faux pas where um, I was trying to get on my bike and I hadn't um, been able to clip in in a while. And I got one foot clipped in and I was trying to go and I you kind of get in that space of a weird balance where like the one foot's down, but I can't pedal yet because my other foot's not clipped in. So you get in this weird space where you're just like, it's like the calm before the storm. Where you're just like perfectly balanced on the bike. And then like you just slowly start to tip over and there's just nothing else you can do. And I fell over. So Oh, oh that slow motion. Like, the slow oh motion no, of like, I know it's coming. Yeah, like I'm tipping <laughs> and I can't do anything about it. And it's called a turtling because like you fall over and like you're on your back and like your bike is up in the air. It's like, it's like you're an upside down turtle. So, I so that it was a term. That well, that felt great. I felt really good. <laughs> it happened right in front of my building. So I'm like, oh, great! If anyone saw that, they saw me just totally tip over like a moron. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what happened to me. So that, uh, yeah. But um, and uh, Simon's not here. But I also want to shout out that the um, summer games done quick um is started the marathon uh, for oh, speedrunners, yeah. uh, and that's in Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to try. It's not very far from me. I'm going to try to go this week. We'll see if I get there. But if you're all interested in speedruns or watching really crazy shit happen in video games, um, they do uh, donations for Doctors Without Borders. And um, it's an amazing time. They do such a good job. So uh, go and check that out. Yeah, that's entertaining every single time it's on. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I love about it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I've been in, uh, puppy training land, land, as you probably can hear. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much besides work. It has been work, puppy, Zelda. (laughs) That has been my life. What a life. Honest to God. Um, let's talk about the fantasy critic, ladies. Because some, do we have (laughs) some movement has happened over the past few days because some games got released and some uh, numbers uh, came out. So, um, in the Girls Line Games podcast, where do we stand right now? Catherine has now picked picked up the mantle. She is now Mm -hmm. the lady holding the lead torch, running us through this. Mm -hmm. Um, with uh, five of her games released, and uh, you have sixty-seven point four four points. Joelle, you're in second at 53.46. I'm in third with 44.97. And then Simon's coming up the lead with 13.77. And the chaos that happened (laughs) over the last few days is just wild. And mostly because 
the Lord of the Rings Gollum got Ugh. reviewed, and apparently it's trash. Oh my gosh, I was like, I didn't think it would be that bad, because I, I thought the critic, critic points were 40, so mm. that meant I lost 18 points. Like, oh, oh that it, hurts. Ooh. It was an absolute bomb. Oh. It was... I didn't think it would be that bad. A catastrophe. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely Ugh. wild that, that, you know, it's funny because that game too, like, I felt like when it came out there or when it was announced, there was a whole bunch of fanfare, but then you yeah. heard nothing until maybe like a few weeks ago. Like, I think when I started hearing some more stuff about it again was around when Hogwarts Legacy was coming up and mostly because I saw something and it like I saw that and it reminded me of my sister because my sister loves Lord of the Rings and she's gotten into a little bit of gaming now considering she got obsessed with uh, with uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And I was like, oh, this is coming out later in the year. I'm going to tell her to pass. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound worthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. watched a few reviews and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is not good. And they mm. even issued an apology, which I, I have mixed feelings about, but I'm just like, yikes. Like, yeah. Why would you even release it? then? At I that know. Point? I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a red fall over again. It is oh. just a bad bad business decision yeah bad yeah bad direction um it's i forget the name of the studio but they they're an amazon studio and their their oh, shtick okay. is a bit like port key games i think their shtick is doing lord of the ring games kind of like port know. key is there to make harry potter uh, games. potter games oh okay. it doesn't i wish that they would I, say, I forget. uh i'll look it up okay cool um, um, while we continue, there's also some bits of movement because of games being picked that had counter picks. Um, I chose EA Sports PGA Tour and it got a 75, which meant I got five points, but that meant Simon lost five points. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Did anything else come out that was on my list here? Do, do, do. Ooh, I had Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, I got some yeah, points on did. that then. Yeah. Dang. Uh, the, publish, right. the publisher for Gollum was mm -hmm. Daedalic Entertainment. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. Like D-A-E-D-A-L-I-C, like Daedalic. Daedalic? Interesting. Okay. They, don't, they, right. I, I, don't they make, like, point-and-click adventure mostly? Maybe. And that game looked like it was supposed to be a, like, triple A kind of yeah i think it was shooting for that yeah i guess it didn't pan out no. all right let's talk about some of the movement when it comes to picks um because obviously there's a whole bunch of press conferences that have happened in the past little while and one in particular the sony showcase um i managed to pick up a few games uh i picked up the plucky squire alan wake 2 and mortal kombat 1 uh looks like uh joelle tried to pick up Alan Wake 2 and didn't get it. And also tried to pick up... Oh, no! You counterpicked Dragon Age Dreadwolf for I, one buck. Yeah, because I saw a few rumors that it was not going to come out. And because I'm bleeding points at this stage, I thought, well, might as well try to counterpick something that will not release, because then it'll be zero. Yeah. And then, I, then I'll be done with my counterpicks. That was my strategy. Um... But yeah, there's there was some pretty strong 
rumors, and I was like, that feels safe. But I don't yeah. know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Kat tried to pick up Mortal Kombat 1, but I beat her to it. That's because out, I had not out. bought anything How much and did had you money bid? to drop. How much um, did you bid? I... Uh, uh, on Plucky Squire, I bid five bucks. On Alan Week Two, I get ten bucks. On Mortal Kombat oh. One, I bid ten bucks. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Right. I, I I think I bid only like five dollars. I did too. I bid I bid five. You yeah. Uh, Joelle did five on Alan yeah. Wake, and Kat, yeah. you did two bucks on Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> but see, well, I, had money, I had no money to spend because I've been spending no monies. Oh. You know, I've been waiting. This is my time. That's true. This is my time to acquire some games for my you, studio. You got it. But my <laughs> now my budget is sixty nine, so now I'm pretty happy about that. So. <laughs> Over to the community. Um, let's see. Have we had much movement here? Any big shakeups? I feel like the order's still the same. Pat at the top, then Darth, then Phoenix, then Albank, then Simon, then Joel, then me, then Tim. Um, still in those orders. Uh, let's see. Did anybody pick anything up? League history. Ooh, some movement, friends. Some movements. I picked up Hell Divers two with a bit of ten bucks. Uh, I picked up the Talos Principle two with a bit of five bucks. I also picked up Assassin's Creed Mirage with a bit of five bucks. Uh, Google Stadia, that's you, right? Yep, Joel? that's me. Yeah, yep. you tried to get Mirage and did not get it because oh. you lit on t- <laughs> you you. Okay, this is weird. You and I both bid five bucks, but your failure reason was bid lost on tiebreakers. Maybe I had bid in before you had bid. I think so. I think you. I think you got it in before me. Okay. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> You're not, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, and then you also acquired Goodbye Volcano High with a bit yeah. of five bucks. Yeah, I thought I'd roll. Might as well roll the dice. Yeah. I only have six points. Because the hardest thing in the community one is there's so many of us yeah. that you're running out of games. Because I would yeah. go in and ones that I would be able to acquire in our league were, were not available in that league. So uh, interesting. Ooh, Simon got hammered with the Lord of Rings Gollum in yeah. this one. That's that's a toughie. That's a toughie. But like he was doing so good too because he was like way ahead with Tears of the Kingdom. So kind of like balanced out for him. <laughs> Poor guy. <Sucks>. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, let's see here now. Did anybody else have any crazy shakeups? Crime boss Rocky City, which Phoenix had, had minus 12 points. Ooh. And his counter pick also kind of kicked his butt there, too. And yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Trying to trying to bet on games is hard right now because you really don't know what's mm-hmm. coming. So yeah, we'll continue to play along. It looks like uh we still have everybody in the community that has holes uh, to be able to pick things. So I would imagine that uh, we're going to have some stuff pop off over the next few weeks, considering all the yep. different events. The problem, though, is anybody who is in a community for Critic during these announcements, these websites lag and crash so bad. So you got to like you almost got to mark it down and come back like 20, 30 minutes later trying to get your game. Because mm-hmm. the thing is locked up. Um, but yeah, fun times. I like following this. It's fun. It is fun. You know? 
And here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily mean is the games that you're into is the games you think are going to do well, right? Or at least do mediocre. Or exactly, or do mediocre, and sometimes you just get caught off guard, and you'll have you'll you'll get one that's just a bomb, oh, yeah, or you'll a... get ones that are like a diamond in the rough. Oh, you don't know. I know. You really don't know. Uh, ladies, how goes your adventures in Hyrule? Oh, God, this game it is so vast, <laughs> it's so big. It really I, is. I I had to stop myself. And I was like, I think what I'm going to do, because now I'm, I'm getting frustrated because I'm hitting a lot of blockers. Oh. So I am going to power through the last two temples that I haven't done yet. Okay. So right now I'm, <clears throat> I went to see the Zoras. Mm-hmm. And already seeing the Zora, like, I'm like, oh, I get how I can get to a few more islands I couldn't get to before. Uh, now that, you know, I see what this power does. Um, I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do the temples. Yeah. Get as much gear as I can. Yep. And then I'm going to go back to exploring so that if I'm walking in a field, then there's a Lionel or there's one of those three headed dragons or if if there's those stupid gloom hands, I can just whack them until they die. Yeah. The the gloom hands, though, be careful because they bring out another boss. You're almost better staying up high and letting them burn out. Yeah. Yes. Because because they they bring another boss. (laughs) I know if you if you beat them they uh you get the shadow again or whatever and he's mm-hmm. super but if you yeah if you let them burn out they they leave out clumps and then you can cook gloom resistance food with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, gloom resistance. Yeah, we don't food. have any uh, sundalions. Oh yeah, I've got sundalions too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those those also help, but nice. So okay, so you're adventuring Deciding now that you need to progress further in the story in order to be able to acquire items, gear, and everything to be able to explore further. Exactly. That's what I've I've decided because I was like, it was taking me forever just to clear an area. Um, You know, there's all the caves and there's everything. So I feel bad because now I walk somewhere and I see like uh, two Koroks that need me to bring them to their friends. I see like three caves that have like, the 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 glub bubble glubble bubble thing that you have to get the gem from yeah and the bubble frog yeah 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 and everything and and I'm just like just go go to fucking Zora's domain you can do it just do it just do it just do, go just move forward and just yeah. do it and it's hard and, to stay on task yeah and then so like, hard. <laughs> That's what I did yesterday. I was just like putting, as I went forward, I'm like, just put nodes on your map to come back. You know, like yeah. I put little leaves for the Koroks Me that too. I saw and just like little signs for, for, for the caves and the wells and, mm. or I'll just walk into the cave and walk out. So it's on my map, but there's not the check mark or yeah. It's just so, and, and I made it to Zora's domain and now I'm doing the pre- the pre-temple yep. thingamajig. I like that. I like that, that one. That sequence was fun. Because uh, I like, <clears throat> I find the actual temples to be disappointing, but I find the whole like build up to getting to the temple and just the story around why you're going to the temple are great. But once you're in the temple, it's like the puzzles are pretty easy and the boss fights are, are fun, but the actual like temple doesn't feel like a, Dungeon? 
In it terms is not of the forest s- temple, it is not the water temple from Ocarina of Time. No, and well, I, no. I know like the water, the water temple from Ocarina of Time has a lot of. We all have trauma. <laughs> we have trauma, but the forest temple was my favorite. Yeah, it was yeah, really good. That was yeah, um, and the dark kind of, and that boss fight at the end, freaking mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> it's just like, time. yeah, I, it's just like, I find, I find the actual temples disappointing, but I think they kind of like counterbalance with what comes before this whole like, like mystery solving the mechanics that are going to come with the elements, whether it's air, water, uh, electricity, fire. Um, and yeah. And then after that, just like once you have that power, having more of the world open up to you. So, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Cause of course I'm going to grind so that I can upgrade, find all the gear upgraded. Yeah. It's like that. Like breath of the wild. I basically played, until I didn't want to play anymore mm-hmm. or felt I wasn't motivated to keep playing. And so, and then I showed up and I was like, all right, Ganon, fucking do this. And, um, it was a fun fight. It was an interesting fight. And what I, I remember from Ganon and breath of the wild was that. Was it Ganon? Or was it the Ganon. calamity? Calamity Ganon. Yeah. Calamity yeah. Ganon. Okay. Calamity Ganon. Um, no, this game has Ganon. Ganon. This is Ganon. Yeah. Dorf. Ganon Dorf. 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 Proper. Yeah. yeah. It is so okay. hard to keep that straight. <laughs> anyway, in the Zelda lore, there's a difference between Ganon, Ganondorf, or whatever. True. Yes, there is. There is. Mm-hmm. So in Breath of the Wild, it's a Ganon, a yeah. Ganon a iteration of yeah. the Ganon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember that fight being like really interesting, but that mm-hmm. everything I had done before didn't really m- help that much with the, f- like I get why you can speed run this game and go straight to Ganon and beat him. Yeah. And I, I think this game is probably going to be the same. Um, Someone's already and- done it. Yeah, of course. Oh, of, of course. course. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see speed runs of this game this week at, HD2. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh cool! I'm, I'm assuming yeah. so. I'm sure that's uh, a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be in there with a yeah. spoiler warning. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I I find like what's great about Zelda is you don't need to do everything to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And get to the end because they give you the tools and even when you find a Korok, often if you look around, they'll just give you the stuff to bring it somewhere. But we're yeah. psychopaths and we pull out rockets and slap them on them and be like. Godspeed, yep. little buddy. <laughs> just like, but we put a cart that your horse can pull. No, no, rockets. No, rocket. no he's getting airborne. <laughs> he's taking flight. That motherfucker is taking one small step for Korok kind. <laughs> Going one where no Korok is. Hyrule. Yeah, Connor, no Korok has been before. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and with all of that, I barely scratched the depth. Yeah. Oh Every, yeah, I've barely been down there. I, I've, 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 I because when you're in the islands, you can find treasure maps that gives you treasure in the depth. Down, and yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of like doing like, if I have a map, I'll go in the depths, or here, if I have a story, I'll go in the depths. And yeah, for a while, I was following the Yiga clan down there, but now it's just like it's just all of Hyrule a second time. Yeah, it's like, it's a crazy. It's huge. It's huge. It's the, huge. The game is so big and. I also I also get really sad when my weapons break and you're just like trying desperately to to get all the weapons. Um, and I I 
maybe controversial, but I was totally using the uh, item inventory glitch. Um, they've Did patched, you do it? They've, oh, yeah. They've patched it out now, which is fine. Yeah. But I I feel like, I mean, I, I love the game. It's amazing. I, I get so distracted of, like, shiny. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here. And then it's like an hour later, and I haven't even come close to getting where I need to go because I get so distracted with, like, all the things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it is harder to get gems to get money so far, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. Because the reason I did the glitch was that so I could get a little nest egg so I could get money. So I could like get Smart some lady. stuff just to do some stuff. So I did it on diamonds so I could, like I said, just get a little. That's all I did. So I'm like, I just, I need to get the money. It's your game. Do what you <laughs> I want. I know. I know. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the only thing I did. And I still think that was a smart decision on my part because I'm like sick of getting rock salt. And like Flint, because <laughs> yeah. I sw- in the other game I felt like it was way easier to get gems and that you could sell them. And the, so I, I have a little the, complaint with the money thing, but that's a and, I mean. And the gems are also like material for fuse, like yes, if you want to yeah. make because yes. if you want to make like a fire wand, you got to put like a ruby a on ruby. something. Yep. And I'm just like that's expensive, and you know yeah. you have the whiz robe lying around. Yeah. And in Breath of yeah. Wild, I used to knock them to get their magic. A magic weapon mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because like if you have a fire ward on your fire rod sorry on your back it keeps you warm, warm. in cold yeah. weather yeah. yeah and the ice yeah. one did the thing in the desert yeah. so yeah and of course you had your house that you bought uh that was sudden yep. done uh by the construction company yeah and i you could display stuff and i remember yeah. having one of each wads displayed and made like an almost like a gamer rgb setup but in this game you got to I did find the weapon like a magic wand, a magic scepter, but it's like it's empty and you gotta fuse it. You gotta your fuse own. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just the gems I just don't think are as abundant. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm just now getting to the Goron area, so maybe I'll now, have a little bit more. Yeah. Now okay. you'll get way oh, more. Because okay. I spent I did not spend a lot of time in the depth, but I did spend a lot of time because <clears throat> I did I did the Ritos and then the Gorons. Mm-hmm. And then I did a lot of also like spurlunking just going into caves as soon mm-hmm. as i say cave i do the whole thing and if you really look at it often you have like those high high value nodes um and i managed to get four or five diamonds okay in in my 60 plus hours of playing but if you spend a lot of time around where the gorons are um you'll get way more and uh the goron power helps oh, you yeah the rock break thing yeah helps oh, you oh i then, don't know what that is so okay that'll be yeah, way yeah helpful. but you're the power of the sage of that sage helps yeah. you a lot for that and um oh. just hanging around like if you find like treasures and stuff you'll get like um the goron weapon from breath of the wild the the cobble crusher yep. they call yep. and mm-hmm. you fuse that with mm-hmm. like a giant boulder oh, and yeah, then you can mm-hmm. just you just yeah because that's what i was yeah. doing i was going into caves and i'm like I'm using all my bomb flowers and like I was just trying to get through them and there's there's one cave in particular that I won't say where it is but it was really really long and I was like I bet this is going to be really important later but I like I kind of sunk my inventory but I didn't even think about that the Gorons would give me <laughs> like yeah. valuable favor. Let's, at least sometimes when they make like big walls um when you break them apart, they'll give you like shitty weapons so that yes. you can make more rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I went, what is it? Like in the mountain, I found a cobble crusher. And you know those, um, 
<clears throat> weird uh, plants that are on the wall mm-hmm. that will swallow you up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah what are they yeah, called? Like yeah. likes? Yeah, like likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you kill them, you get there's something that's called like a stone. Yeah. Those yeah. things are rock hard. So I had a cobble crusher that was fused with a metal box and a cobble crusher that was fused with one of those like stones. Fused with a metal box? You can do that? Yes. Oh. You know the old metal box in Breath of the yeah, Wild that you I would used use? It, yeah, I used it to open up one of the towers the other day or yesterday because yeah. I'm yeah. going around and and I, I have the Master Sword. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I went around and like opened up the map and went to all the glyphs and stuff for the tiers. And oh. uh, and yeah, one of the things had metal boxes. It was the first time in the game that I saw the metal boxes, but it didn't dawn on me that I could fuse them to something. You can, you can. Ah. Because like in Breath of the Wild, you could use the magnetic power to like yep. whack yeah. them about or drop them on enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in this game, Ultra Hand does it for everything. So yes. if you go around the Gorons area, because it is hot and the fire stuff will take you know, burn up everything yeah. to like your building materials to whatever's laying around is metal. Oh, how smart. So, that's so, so smart. You, so okay. if you need metal stuff, you just kind of like, I just port to like somewhere around Goron City. Okay, fuse I a haven't few been thing. there yet. I gotta do that. I'll fuse a minecart. I'll, I'll port there, fuse a minecart so I have a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's to my good. shield. All right, um, that's and cool. then I pop, I pop out. I, I'm at the point where it's like, I am... In business, like I know where everything is, and when I need something, I just port. Yeah, I grab a few things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't found the master sword yet. I, uh, I found a, a lot of the glyphs, but I that's gonna be like my next. Yeah, I just yeah. found my the next. woods. I just I just got into the woods, and I was like, oh, I can't. I'm like, I think I know how to get in, but I was like, I know I have to go to the Goron because that was my. I'm like, do not yeah. get distracted because I yeah. was like, oh, I could do this, but I'm like, no. Yeah. I I solved I solved how to get through the woods. And then I show up and they're like, oh, here's your challenge to continue this story. And I was like, I, uh, <laughs> it's really uh, fascinating uh, how everybody takes hours. it differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really fascinating how everybody, we all have the same world box to play in, same <laughs> sandbox, but we all end up going different directions, mm-hmm. right? No one takes the same path. And I'm going to be fascinated too, because one of the things that is part of this game that was part of the DLC in the last game is the hero's journey where it shows you on the map everywhere you go. As long as you, you know, it's the last 250 hours. That's going to be fascinating to see how everybody's path differentiated Mm -hmm. because you, you're landed there and you can do whatever the heck you want. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm sure we are going to be continuing talking about the Legend of Zelda Tears yeah, of the Kingdom uh, I'm for sorry, eons let, to come. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna the what we're playing is going to be the Zelda cast, and even <laughs> when Simon comes back, he's that's what he's playing too. Yeah, so I'm playing sorry. It. Mm-hmm. But like seriously though, like I got Timberborn that I I want to dig into. We've also got um, another game. Diablo's coming. Cat and I got a game from is it was it Tips Team. As well? Oh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Convergence from Double Stallion, yeah. which is the uh, rogue light side scroller base in the world of League of Legends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, my friend Patrick um, is the lead game designer. He's also my dungeon master, hence why he poked me and he was like, Y'all want this game? I was like, I wasn't going to be that person that asked my friend for a game code, <laughs> but he's like, Just so you know, we got our PR code and I know you do a podcast. I was like, 
Yeah, and I got one in my inbox, so that was great. So yeah, definitely have to try that. It's just so hard to rip me myself away. But guys, I have been like, I love the fact that the switch you can hold it in your hands and I can play it while Mike's doing something else, yep. be it, you know, watching a game or uh, racing on F1. But good lord, my back and shoulders freaking hurt from being hunched over holding that thing like it is and i remember like during during covid the same thing happening when i was getting super absorbed and that's why i started like doing the walking thing and playing it and making sure i was playing it on the tv i've got one of those like arm bar things that i can attach that's supposed to go on a side table i might actually attach it to my lamp in the living room Mm -hmm. so that i don't have to like punch punch over over. this thing because it's killing my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might be better. Like instead of playing handheld playing, um, like the tabletop or whatever they call it. That's too low. It's still hard on the neck. So that's why if I have that arm things, I bought it from my iPad. So I think I can fit my switch in there. Yeah. If you have your switch, like at least eye level that way. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be dandy because I don't mind the two like I've got a pro controller, but I also don't mind having the independent hands because I kind of like that how you can like I can kind of like stretch out and whatever, you know, just Mm -hmm. be nimble and and uh, and yeah, but like, damn, like yesterday, my kid used a Theragun on my shoulders because I was I've been playing too much Zelda, too much, too much Zelda. It's bad for your health. It is. <laughs> your back health. <laughs> and I'm getting too close to 40. <laughs> Might be irreversible. <laughs> no. All right. Let's talk some news. Because like I mentioned earlier in the show, there was a PlayStation showcase. I'm curious to uh, see what you ladies thought of it. Uh, but before we do that, let's have a little break. All right. And we're back. And it's time to talk news. And like I had just mentioned... We need to talk about the PlayStation Showcase that happened back um, last Wednesday. Uh, interesting enough, I guess this is the kickoff to Summer Games Fest would be their big uh, press conference of the season. Yep. Which is uh, interesting. So it was about, what, an hour and 20 minutes or so, yep. I feel like. Yep. Yeah. Joelle, you and I sat in on the Discord channel um, and watched it with the crew, uh, a whole bunch of people that's like discord.me slash girls on games. You want to come in and watch press conferences with us. I love that feature where we can watch along and we're not all out of sync. We're watching the exact same yes. thing at the exact same time. Yes, because cool. it's too it's too easy to spoil each other on a few seconds notice. Uh, when one person's watching it on YouTube and another person's watching it on a Twitch and another person's watching it on a console through Twitch or something like that because the timing's going to be off. So uh, I think I think that feature's really cool. Way to go, Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was super, super nice to have the opportunity to kind of hang with everybody and do that. Um, Kat, you didn't watch it. And no. it, your reason why you didn't is, yeah, I know you don't have a PlayStation, so are you just not, you, you don't want to be teased for things you can't get and play right now? Basically. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and they, they teased it as like PlayStation and PSVR. And I was like, me. Yeah. So I knew any like big news, like big games um, that would come out and that would make it my to playlist for later for when I do my backlog gaming or that I wait until it makes its way to PC. Mm-hmm. Like people would freak out about and... It would get to me. And then after that, the more like niche specific games, mm, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to get a PlayStation in the next two, three years. So, and I, I can't play VR. So I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I'll watch. Yeah, it's just like I, I'll watch the recap and I wasn't available. I would have joined you guys in voice, but I wasn't available that day. So I was just like. Yeah, it was an awkward recap. time. It was. F- 4 yeah. p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, it was 3, um, 3 p.m. my time. Yeah, middle of the workday, yeah. which, okay. I was, back when E3 was E3, when it was press conference after press conference after press conference, I didn't mind taking a day or two and just being like, hey, work, by the way, I'm going to be kind of AFK and like not book things and whatever. But it's when it's at this sporadic all over the place, I'm finding it very hard to like whittle down time and say, no, I'm sorry, boss, I can't. I can't have a meeting at this time. There's a press conference, right? Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm finding that kind of hard. Um, so there are things that I do miss about E3 not being the way it was many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Joelle, what did you think of this press conference? I liked it. I thought that they gave us um, kind of a nice variety of games. I mean, they were mostly third party, which I didn't mind that at all. I thought it was nice to kind of give their... Uh, third-party studios kind of their own showcase like to say like here's what they're working on and that kind of take away from from first-party titles so i i appreciated that format um i thought you know we got some nice uh nice like emotional like what is this what is this and like some kind of reveals that we weren't expecting which that made it really entertaining um it was long but i thought they moved at a really good clip and, you know, they sprinkled in VR and then they also talked about or, you know, revealed more about their Project Q handheld thing that's coming mm-hmm. out. Which is a big question mark <laughs> to all of us. Is a, yes, a very strange thing that they're doing. Um, but I, yeah, I thought the Alan Wake 2 was an exciting announcement. Um, Assassin's Creed was, was fun. Um, Obviously, for me, Spider-Man, um, I loved mm-hmm. I loved that long trailer. I mean, they really were kind of laying things out, which um, I thought was, was great. It was no date yet, but it said fall. So I was like, well, yeah. like at least that's kind of in the bag that it's coming this year. Um, some of the other games, though, they the, I would say the first 30 minutes kind of all blended together for me a bit. They all kind of looked like the same the same game and maybe that's just because they're not my genre of gaming but I, I still thought there was a lot there um i was i thought it i thought it was good see i was kind of underwhelmed yeah what were you underwhelmed yeah, about i i don't know i mean the games that i knew i'm gonna play like spider-man yeah i don't really need to see anything you know <laughs> i'm like you you had me at i played the last two like yeah. i'm gonna play this one yeah Right. Um, What I do think they were good at was pulling the wool over our eyes because for both the Spider-Man 2 trailer when they were like one more thing and they came out with the dude like and I didn't know who he was in the jungle and everything. And then also the Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater remake announcement. They caught us all off guard with that. Like that was a real bait and switch, which I thought was freaking hilarious, especially the Metal Gear one when I was like and we. And it's funny because we watched the video together, yep. the trailer together, and yep. we're talking it through. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and watched the kind of funny guys did it. And we all did the same thing <laughs> yeah. where we were all being like, okay, there's a frog. And I was getting eaten by a bird. And then we were setting up. We knew what was going to happen. And we're like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a creature coming out of the water. But none of us 
Yeah. None of us thought it was Metal Gear Solid. Now, it's really unfortunate that that kind of leaked in advance, that they were working on that. But, like, as a bait and switch in a teaser, I thought it was pretty fantastic that everybody, like, we were all thinking, we know how this ends. This is, like, circle of life. What are we getting here? Like, predator and prey over and over again. Who's the biggest fish in the pond? You know, that kind of thing. And lo and behold, Solid Snake is. Or I guess he's not Solid Snake in this one. He's the other guy. But I'm I'm stoked for that because I haven't played through those games and I love sneaky, sneaky games. So yeah. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, Mirage, you know, I'm going to play that. It doesn't matter. But the rest of this stuff, I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't much speaking to me. I'm not interested in Jade Raven's Haven Studios game. I... It just looks like everything I've seen before. Okay. What the heck is Foam Stars? That was an amazing trailer because we all were like, wait, isn't this just Splatoon in Vegas? <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. Splatoon in Vegas. This yeah. is, I, I don't need this game. I don't care. I, now, the Plucky Squire looks great. Yep. Um, Phantom Blade Zero looks like everything like like everything else. Yeah. Um, what about the the like the giant squid reveals sword of the sea uh yeah that was interesting is that the one that's by this yeah that's the same people that did uh uh journey so yep. that yep that looks really cool and you're like surfing on a sword yep yep and then yeah. a new so and then that cool. new that trailer that really pulled on all of our heartstrings um from the indie hit Gree. Greece? Yeah. Neva? Uh, Neva. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, honestly, that trailer, I don't know if it made me want to play that game, because I'm like, am I just going to be crying this entire time, like, with all of the loss that's happening? But, um, it was yeah. quite the, quite the trailer. But, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess there was, like, a few, like I said, I just feel like the There's 30, things. the first 30 minutes for me, I was like, this kind of feels all, like, the same maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe that's it, because now that I look back at it, and, like, and, the kind of funny guys were kind of talking shit about Cat's Quest, but I actually really like Cat's Quest. And like, I'm Cat's looking Quest at a few of them. And I'm, yeah. I know, and I'm looking at a few of them now, and I'm like, okay, maybe that was it. Maybe that it was just a, such a slow start yeah. and nothing that I was interested in. It all looked the same. Like, I was getting the same vibe mm. from everything. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That's maybe fair. that was it. Yeah. And like, yeah. stuff was missing that I was kind of anticipating. Like, Where's the Last of Us multiplayer thing that's not that they've happening. been talking about that's forever? Not. You think that's gonna happen this year? <sighs> I don't. I I don't know if it'll ever happen. Well, yeah, there's that. I don't think. I, I guess I feel like it was one of those things where they they were writing on the announcements of the game and then the show, and it's like, oh, we're mm-hmm. gonna have something else. And I was like, I bet this was something that they want to have, but like, yeah. that's not. I can't imagine they have the space for that, but. Yeah. So I guess out of the 30-something games, there are a few that tickle my fancy, but yeah, it was, it was, it took a while to get there. Kat, is there anything here that you are interested in, even considering? Because obviously what was funny is Xbox came out afterwards announcing that a lot of these games are coming to Xbox too yes, right after. That was funny. Oh, I mean, Assassin's Creed Mirage, of course, I want to yes. play it. And of course it's coming to everything because it's a Ubisoft game. Yes. <clears throat> and um Alan Wake 2 I'm interested in. Um Spider-Man 2 of course. Mm-hmm. Uh hoping that comes to PC. Uh and yeah, a few of the indies, like that game from like Plucky Squire and um 
what's it called? They gave for the people that made Gree. Neva. Neva. Yeah. I mean, Cat's Quest is, I played the first one. It's super fun. It's It's dumb. It's dumb, but it's In a good way. In a good way, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's mostly like the small indie games that caught my eye or literally the third parties because I know I can play them. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the, 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 the game that's done in Montreal by Haven, it does look a bit generic. I'm hoping that with a few more reveals and a few more, you know, in-depth, trailers we get an idea of what's going to make this game different because mm. right now it looks very you know cyberpunk game with guns yeah triple a i don't know yeah. Yeah. some of that's it yeah. kind of reminds me of a like of, of control mixed in with like cyberpunk and maybe a touch of Rainbow Six uh, extraction. So, yeah, so I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure where it's going, but at the same time, they didn't show much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they really didn't. I, yeah, maybe then. Yes, obviously they were missing a few biggies that we were kind of anticipating, and the fact that they kind of lost their thunder with the Metal Gear Solid. maybe it's just pacing and organizing the order of the games yeah i i would have liked to see a few more um different kind of even like even the color palette i felt like for the first couple games were the same so i wish they would have switched it up a little bit uh and there also is room now for them to do another showcase of just first party true like i kind of feel I mean, I said this already, but I feel like, again, it was nice that we got kind of all thirds. They got kind of their time to shine. And I thought yeah. they did a good job of, in some cases, highlighting it. I, I think you're right, though. I wish they would have maybe thrown in, you know, Plunky Squire early and just mi- mix some mix some tiles up, you know, so they yeah. weren't all the same. Yeah. Like, I don't, if I was to edit the showcase, I probably would have put the solid, the Metal Gear Solid stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. Not first. Because then you're just setting yourself up yeah. to like deflate everybody, yeah. but maybe closer to the beginning. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just got kind of monotonous and samey, and maybe it's because the ones that wouldn't have been samey just felt like a cash grab, a fucking foam stars. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and like the real gameplay looks like poop. Yeah. Like, compared to like the cinematic stuff, I'm like, this is disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, if man. you. At this point, if you want to play like a Splatoon like game, just play Splatoon. Yeah. Like just you can buy a Switch Lite and like play Splatoon. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna cut your budget that deep, especially yeah. now. Like there's sales going on for like the original, the Nintendo Switch that I have. They're like running now for almost a hundred dollars US. Like. Oh wow. They're coming down in price, so. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Anyway. All right, well, there are definitely more press conferences coming up over the next little while. Not this weekend. I think most of them happen the weekend after next. Yep. And the one that I'm most excited for is the Wholesome Direct, because that's got everything I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's made for me. Yes. It's actually made for this podcast. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I'm, I'm always looking forward to the Devolver Digital one, because it's yeah, just I like that one too. absolutely unhinged. Yes. Yep. yes. And that's what I like. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Kat, what do you got for us in news this week? All right, we, I don't know if people remember, but a few episodes back, we touched about the drama happening at Zam, the the studio behind Disco Elysium. Oh, uh, right. And we had talked about how founding members were let go of the company after they dissolved the Zam uh, collective, which was like the art collective, not the studio. Mm-hmm. And there was some tomfoolery with some of the investors. And, um, well, People Make Games, the f- YouTube channel that does a lot of documentary about game dev, made a two and a half hour, sorry, hit my mic, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> two and a half hour where they talked to everybody involved, including just like, some some game devs at the studio so um they have an interview with uh with elmar the main guy that the main investor that was told that stole from the founding members uh they have interviews with uh i don't i don't know if they have interviews but it's like i'm on i'm on our yeah our Hour 30, one hour, hour 27 minutes, 34 seconds. That's where I'm at, where uh, that's the chapter where the others come forward. So people that worked with these people Mm -hmm. and I haven't touched the chapter where they talk about the four founding members, Robert Rostov and Helen. Uh, But I did do the one about follow the money and the interview with Ilmar Compass, uh, the the Mm. investor. And it's just like a bunch it seemed like businessmen versus the creatives and the creatives were victims, mm. but turns out the creatives were toxic as fuck. Oh, oh geez. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to link two things in the show note, the actual documentary. Okay. Um, and I found a article that doesn't tell the whole story, but that kind of like summarize what's in the video. So if you feel like, it's very daunting to look at the two hour video and not want to watch it. So um, it talks about like the devs that uh, after this whole story came out, how they suffered abuse, Mm. death threats and things like that. And we're talking about like, not the people involved. We're talking about like people that wrote storylines and dialogue and help coded things. Um, And I wish, cause it came out this morning Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. It came out, yeah. Yeah, I just saved it for... I'm going to download it for my on my phone to watch yeah. during Metro Rides. And I tried to watch the whole thing today, but it came out this morning and I had to work. Uh, I did watch it like I had... I, I listened to it like a podcast while I was doing uh, a few um, tasks, like mindless tasks mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at work. But even with that, I only got an hour and a half in. Um, and so far it is absolutely mind boggling. Um, just the constant backstabbing and tomfoolery of basically you have business people laundering money. Like the first hat, like the first top of this video is basically white collar crimes and the white collar criminals that committed them. No. And then the last back half is about the the creatives 
that built the thing had the success of Disco Elysium and basically fell on their egos and sat on their laurels while other people did the work for them. Oh my gosh. And they were absolutely toxic. Mm. And after everything that happened exploded and, you know, the, some people were pushed out of the company. Some people left the people that are basically now dealing with the fallout of this whole story. The people that are receiving the death threats are just regular everyday game devs that are employees of a studio. So you have the stories about the crunch to get Disco Elysium out, about the final cut. Um, and one of the writers is just like, yeah, yeah, the the lead writer, Robert, n- didn't write a fucking word in the final cut. It was like all me and this guy and this third person. And I'm wow. just like, holy fuck. Mm. So amazing work by People Make Game. I am surprised all of these people agreed to talk to them and make these interviews. And it's great because like he interviews um, Ilmar Kavas, the the investor. Yeah. And then interviews another like key member of the studio. And then he just sits there and details what they said, what contradicts each other. So Ilmar said this, but this person said that. But when we look at the lawsuit, what was said during the lawsuit, it was actually something different. And that's what they say. There's somewhere in between. He said, she said the truth. The the reality is they're all like sociopaths, assholes. Um, And then little people are stuck in between the usual, but it's, it's just so sad because like disco Elysium is a masterpiece of a game. And it started from the world stem from, a lot of these people playing a tabletop RPG with them, and from that world, they did Disco mm. Elysium. But what fleshed it out into a game mm-hmm. and a successful game is collaborating with game devs. And in the end, you have the authorship of people from the Zeon Collective, and then you have white the white-collar criminals that gave them the money to make their games. It is. Anyway, um... I highly recommend for people to watch this so that, you know, that, yeah, the Hollywood level of tomfoolery and fuckery happens in games more often than we think. Uh, Oh, yeah, I've definitely I just saved it to my watch later. I'm going to download it and watch it on the subway because I've got a nice long subway ride and walk. If it's a good one that I can kind of listen to as well as watch at the same time, like when I walk home and things like that, Um, I'm looking forward to that. And I don't realize why I hadn't like checked out their YouTube channel before. They have lots of really intriguing videos on there. I don't They're, know why it hasn't, I haven't stumbled across <laughs> it. Cause I feel like I watch everything about making games and the history of games and all kinds of stuff. They, they're really good at what they do, but it is a lot of like, Oh, they came out with another long video and then I say, put it on my save later or watch later. And I never get around to watching it. <laughs> um, I love the long ones, but, I, you know, yeah, it's for, just for journeys and stuff or cleaning the house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually listen to those while I'm at work, but like lately work hasn't been like very listen friendly. I get uh, that. Right now I'm ramp I'm ramping up the start of another project and I'm left to my own devices a lot right now. So now <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm less in meetings, less, you know, in validations and things like that. So now I'm just kind of like doing my little thing in a corner. So this week I'm like, Ooh, I can start listening to like podcasts and shit while I work again. 
Um, so I queued this one this morning. I was hoping I would have finished it by the time we started the podcast. I'm going to finish it tomorrow, but at the same time, it I won't do it justice if I just paraphrase. This is one that like you have to watch it. You have to if you don't hear the words coming out of these people's mouths, you wouldn't believe that. If you just read it like in a Kodaku article or yeah. an IGN article, you'd yeah. be like, "Game Journal's making shit up again." But they were caught in 4K because <laughs> the guy's like. So did this happen? And the guy's like, yep. And then another guy's like, yep. But what he didn't tell you is this. And then you go in the court proceeding and he's like, well, it turns out they were both right. And they were both shitty about it. And it's just. <sighs> uh, oh my God. Anyway. Kudos to people making game because they went to like Estonia. Good for them. And they assisted to some of the court's proceeding. Mm, wow. wow. Okay. I really got to watch this. This is this. Yeah. Is, this is because juicy. Part of Zeom, it started in Estonia, but then they established themselves, and they explained that in the early video, yeah. to set the contents, uh, and then they opened a, uh, a, a studio in the UK yep. to have access to established game devs and a lot of the programs there, and BAFTA and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with that business proceeding starts a lot of the white-collar issues, <laughs> the white-collar yeah. crimes. Okay. And and just amplifies and impacts a lot of like the uh ego driven creative uh disagreements. Okay. And why right now if you if you are worried about the Disco Elysium sequel not working out because a lot of the core people were pushed out, I can tell you that watching this documentary, if they stayed the Disco Elysium sequel would not have happened because they were too busy getting in the way of the people that actually make the games. Okay. It is astounding. Um, I'm, I'm still going to watch, like I still need to watch that last chapter about like the three creatives that were pushed out. I feel like this is going to be like mm, juicy, crunchy, salty, zesty. (laughs) Um, anyway, if you want real life video game drama, there you go. This is it. Crazy. All right. It's almost like a much wasp. We'll dig into it again next week. Mm-hmm. I Joel, mean, what, oh, yeah. go ahead, sorry. No, sorry, but like, I, I think we should. Okay, like, I mean, I'm in. All right. I, I if bookmarking you, everybody. Yep. It's, if you it's, want, it's it's gonna be something. We all need to. We need to chat. We need we need to talk about this. I, I'm a hundred percent happy to circle back to this next week if we take. All right, let's all do that. The time to watch it. I think it's gonna be a okay. good idea. Homework. Book club. We're in a YouTube video book club right now. Yep. Documentary club. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Joelle, what do you got? Well, on a less uh, professional note, so like if the cat <laughs> if cat story was the uh, juicy, in-depth, well-thought-out meat, this is going to be your your quick your quick carbs for, for the meal and maybe a <laughs> shot of sugar. Uh, so I, I was just... Um, this was a story that I pulled for, for last week, but I still think it's... Um, relevant uh because nvidia or or kotaku came out with another article about it um but it's about ai ai essentially and its role in video games and i'm sure uh video game fans have been wondering like what's going to happen and how this is all going to come to fruition and i'm sure this isn't the last time that we're going to talk about ai but i just thought this was so fascinating that um ai chat bots are coming out 
Um, and you can talk with like a favorite influencer if they're signed up for this program while they're like not online. So like if you're a fan of someone and you want to chat with them, but like they don't either respond to you because they have too many chats or you know, they just don't have the time or they just don't want to, they can set up all these like original messages and voice messages as well, and they feed it into this chat bot feature and you can chat with them while they're not there. So this kind of started not in the gaming world, but it's a company called Forever Companion AI. And there's a link to an interview in the Kotaku article talking about why this guy invented this chatbot is his words is that he wanted to, I think, talk to his dead dad, I think, and like wanted to rekindle this relationship. But the the marketing and advertising for this is to, you know, kind of drive female, large female uh, platforms like on TikTok and Twitch um, to their fans, essentially. So like the article is about um, Caitlin Theragusa, who is Amaranth on Twitch. Um, I don't follow her content personally. I know who she is and I know some of the things that she's been through and kind of her story because that surfaced in the past couple of months. Um, but she can, she signed up for this and she can, you can talk to her or an AI version of her while she's not there. Um, and I don't know, I think this is a very fascinating, like, gray area and just an interesting type of new way that we have seemingly relationships with people. And I don't know, it's just a slippery slope, but that is definitely a thing that's happened. And uh, it it sounds like it's a true conversation with this person. Um, like I said, there's voice and there's text. Um, and the, the founder of Forever, um, Companion, I'm just trying to see if I can grab his name. Um, I'll try to find his Meyer, name. Meyer, something Meyer? Yeah. He, John Meyer. John Meyer, yeah, that's right. Company founder and CEO, John Meyer. Yeah, so yeah. he, he said that there is some triggers, like, within the AI that are there to like kind of moderate to see if someone's like getting addicted or if they're like have an unhealthy attachment with the individual that they're chatting with um and they can like flag the account or they can put like barriers on the account like timers right it's almost like a like a parental timer like you've been on this too long like you need to log off type of thing and you can't log on mm. for so many more minutes there's those types of things coming out, but I, I don't know. It's a, it's it's definitely a hot topic that's coming out, um, especially in in gaming and all these different things. But I thought it was just really interesting that you're kind of hearing it from this like female dominated like single female platform, and then it's you know I'm assuming it's mostly to to men would be my straight yeah. men would be my yeah yeah. So, yeah like my worry my worry now is already with social media people have misconstrued online relationships and even 
interaction. They feel like they know people. And this is just adding that extra layer. And it's going to mess with people's minds mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. As long I, I'm glad that he's got thresholds in place and stuff. But, like... I mean... I just feel like it's going to open up a can of worms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's really easy to sign up for this. Like, I went to Forever Companions website, and, like, you can, you can, when you click on the chat now, you have to prove that, like, you're 18 or over. Um, And, like, you send a message, and you, like, download the thing, and then, like, you're kind of done. Um, And then there's also a prompt to become their next AI. So you can sign up to the message is like, feel free to, to tell us about the AI version of you. And if you want to use it for our platform. So I don't know, like it's on some ways it's, <laughs> I just like, would you want to do it? I think, would a, you want to do it? I think in some ways it's a huge slippery slope because there's definitely, I think there's some influencers that I think like have people's best interest at heart. And if someone if someone needs to reach out to someone, if they don't have people in their lives that they feel that they can trust to reach out to, and they want to reach out to, to an AI version of me to, to try to, like, connect, I mean, that to me, it's like, well, I'm glad they're reaching out to do something rather than nothing, but I don't think all, most of those intentions are that pure or earnest, so I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, um, Like, I would I would do it if just to try to help people, but I don't really think that's like what they like what I think most of the huh. usage is not gonna be for that. Like there was a yeah. there was a Black Mirror episode kind of mirroring this too. I don't know if any of you watched that, but it was really no. it was really strange of like how they they integrated a, a deceased person's AI into like a a robot. Um mm. and they could live with the person. And it was someone's past spouse. And, like, it was just so, it was so well done. The episode was amazing. But it's just, like, yeah, like, you have to, you can't, like, this doesn't replace anything real. And so, yeah, I don't know. But it's it's just a fascinating, fascinating thing. And it's, it's I think, just going to become really, really common. I think it'll just become yeah. really common. Yeah, it's going to because like I feel like the AI stuff, like look at what NVIDIA's got going on right now. They're making they're making money hand over fist because of the work they're doing in AI. Yep. Yeah, there's so much AI talk lately. I feel like anywhere I turn, that's all anybody is saying in every facet of absolutely everything. It's it's wild. It doesn't matter what no. job you're in, what no, it's here. You know, it's, pastimes yeah. you have, what you like it's it's, it's just everywhere. It's here, it's it's influencing and I I I do think I mean the the conversation and discourse is really important and like mm. to to talk about it and process it and to like I I, I don't know. It it's so easy to go into somewhat of a dis, it you know a, a um like in, in a dark place, I think, because it's you yeah. just kind of really fall down that, that hill really quickly. But I'm hopeful that it will be somewhat implemented responsibly. I mean, any new version of technology that launches humanity forward in such an extreme way usually doesn't. It, like, I'm just thinking of like the printing press, like how you like how crazy um, the printing press was as a source of technology. And like overall, it, it did it did humanity well. And like the internet, like mm. in some cases, yeah, there's there's always going to be dark things that come with it. But like 
overall it has in some ways like there's benefits and losses to it right so i think this will just mm. kind of turn out to be somewhat of the same thing i yeah. i just we just gotta stop cutting humanities from oh, yeah. sc uh, school yeah. programs so yeah. that people leave with their computer science degree had a few courses in ethics. Yes. Yeah. Before yeah. they start implementing this, because a lot of like <clears throat> this AI stuff was built on algorithm that fed database that basically was stolen data, mm -hmm. especially the art ones. Like it's yeah, yeah. yes, because it was <clears throat> the wild wild west, yes. right? Like yeah. look at all this stuff. Look yeah. what Facebook has been able to build. Look what Twitter's been yeah. able to build. like the AI that they've been able to create. You know, mm -hmm. and that's why they're having these conversations now because they realized. If something's free online, it's not free. You're yeah. right. The information about you is what's training this thing. There, there's right? a saying in French, si c'est gratuit, c'est toi le produit. If yeah. it's free, you're the product. You're the product. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, we're we're feeling the repercussions of how it could impact negatively. And I think it's all based on education. Like it's it's like and being being cognizant of what's out there too, you know, like being vigilant. Like even and not just like us, obviously we're in the tech space. We understand that these things are happening, all that kind of stuff, but it's like educating kids, educating mm -hmm. our parents, our grandparents. Mm -hmm. Cause like even my, one of my colleagues the other day, her uh, grandma got a phone call from someone scamming, pretending to be her and saying, go to the bank. I need money. Right. Yeah. And almost, almost got her grandma. Right. Yeah. So like it's, it's out there touching everybody. So you need to have, you know, d double guess everything. Yeah, it's very sophisticated. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Very and, and know that, you know, and be cognizant. But at the same time, it's good for us to try things because, like you said, we would not be where we are without innovation and moving forward. So, no. And typically, and typically, hopefully this is not a caveat, but like typically a huge launch in technology for the masses like does benefit. A minority group because like when you when yes. you had the printing press only a certain in the higher ranking people could read and have that power when the printing right. press came out that leveled that leveled the playing field on a huge level totally and so did the internet and so like in yep. some ways it's i said it's, it's not all or nothing but it it does tend to level out some things not everything but overall oh, no totally totally well with that being said it's been a pretty intriguing week and uh, as always to close out the show i remind you to go check out the show's show notes on girlsongames.ca for all the links to the stories mentioned in this episode including the now required watching yes. of that video so go watch that video about disco elysium and the trials and tribulations that they went through as always I'd also like you to, if you have the power to do so on the podcasting platform where you are consuming this content, rating or reviewing our podcast, why it helps with discoverability, pushes us up in the rankings. We read all the comments, helps us build our show. Much appreciated. And now I also want to give the crew the chance to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online. Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-S-B-I-N-S. On Twitter and Instagram, but come to the girls on game discord so we can talk tears of the kingdom. That is true. That is true. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Joelle Lauren 87 and then on Twitter at gamer underscore comfy, but all day, every day posting on the girls on games discord, watch the people make games documentary and then come join us for the discussion too online. 
Mm-hmm. True, true. And of course, I'm Leah Jew on most social media platforms, but you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. Actually, folks, I'm actually thinking that maybe we should make it a point during all the press conferences to like go hang out there if we can and watch them together because that was fun fun. and nice. And sometimes I I, I don't want to be by myself. (laughs) I like hanging out with friends, even if it's virtually. So, yeah, maybe that's a thing that we do. And we'll send out a note Um, because, yeah, they all it sounds like there's a fair number of them that's happening that weekend and it is over the weekend. So if you're around, come hang. Um, but if you need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Simon, for editing. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll see you all next week. It's uh, time to go back to Hyrule since I've taken this lovely hour and 13 minute break. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.